my name is Dr. Janice Blummer, and I'm your host for the monthly podcast, Scholarly. This podcast will provide you with meaningful information about scholarly activities that you need to stay ahead of the data and polish your CV. Each month, I will cover a bite-sized topic, such as coming up with good research ideas, how to read a scholarly article, how to make your poster presentation shine, and how to find the best journals for your publication. In addition, I'll have guest speakers to help you sort through all topics scholarly. I am looking forward to helping you see your name in print. So let's get to it. This is episode two, and in this episode, it's all things poster. We delve into the world of scientific poster preparation and presentation. This is a hot topic for at some point you will be asked to prepare and present a poster. Posters are a legitimate and popular presentation style for research and clinical vignettes. They combine visuals and text to efficiently present an idea to your audience. They also provide you, the young researcher, an opportunity to present at meetings and conferences, which provides you opportunities for networking, an important aspect of your career. Finally, posters look great on your CV and provide a lot of bang for your buck. So how do you get to the point of even having a poster to present? Where do you find ideas? Here's the basics. Begin with an idea for your poster. It can be research-based, can be a clinical case study, or it can be historical-based. All of these make great posters. If you're going to do a research-based poster, make sure you have your IRB approval before you ever start. Super important. The other aspect of poster presentation is finding the right conference to present your poster at. If you're at the wrong conference or have the wrong audience, the poster is not going to be well received. State conferences are a good starting point. Things like OPSC, OPSO, or state dental or ophthalmologic conferences. But don't be afraid to submit to national conferences um, or scientific meetings to gain a larger audience. If you are going to a larger meeting, you're going to want to determine, is it a poster presentation or a poster competition? There is a difference. Poster competition involves poster judging. That is important because you need to know the rules for the poster judging. I can't emphasize this enough because if you don't read the rules, you'll be disqualified. Many poster competitions have size limits uh, for the size of the poster and word limits for the number of words in your poster. Follow those rules and you'll be golden. Once you kind of have the idea of where you're going to go to present your poster, you will need to produce it first. There's so many softwares out there for producing posters, such as Mind the Graph, or design cap. Adobe and PowerPoint are free tools that you can use to present posters. Some of the paid tools have some really cool features, so you might want to look at those, but you can also save some bucks by just doing it in PowerPoint. You are going to need permission for any images of people being produced on your poster. Make sure you have that before you produce the image. If you're producing an image of a face, make sure that the eyes are blanked out with a bar. 
It's a, another important feature. And then finally, if you're producing images of deceased individuals, make sure there are no identifying factors on the picture. That's important as well. So no tattoos, nothing like scars or tissue disruption. So what should be in your poster? I think this is an important factor as well because a lot of people put together a poster and don't know how to do it in the right format. I like the IMRAD format, I-M-R-A-D, which stands for Introduction, Methods, Results, and Discussion. If you're producing a case study, it's an introduction, case description, and then a discussion. Your introduction is going to present the background and the purpose of the study. It can have your null hypothesis in it, the information that you've gathered on this particular topic. And if you're referencing, it should be in AMA citation format. The methods section should specifically address the research design, the research setting, the number of patients, or what was being researched. And in case studies, this section should include the case description. In addition, the methods section may include lab findings in the case of case studies for a patient. Make sure in case studies that you have enough in this section to support the discussion. The results section is just that, the quantitative data that you've collected on that patient population or on that subject that you're studying. It can include those who have dropped out, the frequencies of patients being seen, and the number of important outcome variables that were found. The discussion section should concisely state what was concluded from the study and make sure that those conclusions are supported by the data. Don't overstate the data. Also list any limitations that may have occurred, such as patient attrition. There are a number of common pitfalls in producing a poster, but one of the worst is clutter. So just avoid it. Many first-time poster printers have tried to cram in all the entire paper on that poster. Just remember it's an abstract of the paper. It should not be the entire paper. It should be summarized. As far as lettering goes, I use the KISS principle, keep it simple. You should have only one font and no more than three different font sizes. For lettering, you use both upper and lowercase letters and the smallest, no less than 24 point. If you're using colors, you wanna keep it simple. Too much color can be distracting, but too little or all white can be really boring and lifeless. So colors can help to highlight important elements. It can help your poster pop. Just make sure that when you're using colors, you're using them appropriately. And then the photos and graphics, you wanna make sure your poster has some visual interest. You leave that center section for some photos or a graph, for example, because the judges need to have some visuals that they can see or else they lose interest. I would leave room for at least one image, but do not use more than three images. Generally, that is too many for any poster. And then follow the size guidelines for the poster presentation. That, and make sure your IRB status is listed or that it is IRB exempt. 
super, super important. Before you print the poster, go through it multiple times because having typos or grammatical errors is an immediate deduction in poster judging. Triple check before printing. So let's talk a little bit about poster printing and transport. Printing your poster can be expensive, $200 to $500 depending on the size. So shop around, check with your PI, and see if there's grant funds available for printing the poster. Also check with the research club because sometimes they will have funds for poster printing. Know if your poster is going to be presented virtually, meaning it you only have to provide a PDF copy, or if you're actually going to have to print the poster and stand by it at a conference. Save the money. If you can do it virtually, that still counts. So save the money if you can. Invest in a good poster tube. You don't want to check that poster tube in the luggage. Carry it on the plane. The worst thing that could happen is the tube gets smashed or somehow smushed and then you can't present the poster because it's dented. Don't forget the basic equipment that you need to hang the posters, such as tape, scissors, pushpins, tacks, and staplers. Know when to put it up, know when to take it down, and know when to stand by it. Those are all super important. When you go to present, want to wear a professional attire, white coats are often required. Make sure that you're holding eye contact while you are interacting with the judges and don't read the poster. It's okay to reference it, but don't read it. Do a run through and make sure you've got that part down. I like the graphics for visual interest and using the graphics to help the judges stay interested in your poster. Promote yourself and your study to the judges. Why was this study interesting to you? Why was it important? What did you learn from it? And then make sure to organize your thoughts in that MRAD way. You don't want to start with a discussion. That doesn't make sense. So there you have it. All the basics to produce a great poster and present it with style. Make sure to read the rules and you'll be ahead of the game. If you need help with poster run-throughs, I'm here to help you. I can also help look at your drafts before publication. My email is jblummer with one M at westernu.edu. Tune in next month for the next episode of Scholarly. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.